Welcome back to another episode of Abundant Life Podcast. I'm Jay Donnell, and as always, I'm here with my boy Leo Lopez. Welcome back, lifers. Boy, do we have a great show for you today. We hope you're ready. Let's go. Let's go, lifers, lifers. Welcome to another episode of Abundant Life Podcast. Uh, this is Jay Donnell, and I'm in the studio by myself without Leo Lopez. He is still out with his family, enjoying his family. We believe in faith family. And um, he'll be back with us shortly. So he's off for another couple of weeks. We want to wish them well. Prayers that way to the Leo Lopez family, uh, his two wonderful, beautiful daughters, and his wonderful, beautiful wife. And uh, we hope to have him back with us pretty soon. Leo, bro, I miss you, man. I miss you. So, but I got to hold it down. So I will do such things here in the studio. But before we get started, um, as always, subscribe. If, if you are new to this program, please subscribe. We appreciate you. We want to continue to uh, have you join us here on the Abundant Life podcast through all ministries. Um, so subscribe to your friends about us. We appreciate the support we have been receiving. If you've already been tuning in, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Continue. Uh, send us feedback if you can at our email address, all ministries two. That is all ministries the number two at gmail.com all ministries two at gmail.com. Thank you again for all the support. I want to send some shout outs today. I want to send some shout outs um, to some outside listeners. So we have been growing and we appreciate that. We do appreciate all the support of everyone who has been supporting. And so we've been growing here. That's right. Little applause. We appreciate that. We thank you for everyone on the outside that's been listening. So a couple of shots out. So we have um, some overseas listeners in Germany. We appreciate Germany for tuning in. We appreciate it. Canada also. We have some listeners in Canada who's been tuning in and, and joining the Abundant Life podcast. Sending shots out to Brazil. Brazil. The United Kingdom. Also United Kingdom. United Kingdom in the house. In Poland, folks, we have some listeners over in Poland. Thank you. We appreciate you. So we appreciate everyone listening to the Abundant Life podcast. We appreciate your support. Keep tuning in. Obviously, most of our listeners are here in the United States, all across uh, uh, the states. So we have some listeners in Minnesota and Texas and Kansas and California and so on and so on. So this thing is growing and God has really been blessing us. So we appreciate your support. Continue to tune in to the All Ministries podcast. However, today I do have a topic for you, and uh, I first want to tell you, before I really get into this topic, that if after this topic you want some feedback um, that could help you in particular, you can reach out again through our emails. And we can reach out and help y'all in particular in this problem or issue or concern that you may have. So what is today's topic? Ah, I'm going to ask you this. Imagine. Imagine you are walking down the aisles, lady. Ladies, you're walking down the aisles. Man, you're standing up front. 
And as you're walking down the aisle, everyone's there, there, wishing you well, smiling, clapping. And you go up and you meet your groom. And after you meet your groom, and you say your vows, the preacher says, you may now kiss your bride, gentlemen, and you kiss your bride. From there, you enjoy the time with your guests. You go into your honeymoon. You secure your marriage through intimacy. You get back home and life starts. Fast forward seven years, eight years later. You're on the edge of divorce and you're thinking to yourself, how in the world did we get here? That is the average marriage in America, folks. That is the average marriage in America. Yes, today's topic is, is your marriage dry? The average marriage in America lasts seven to eight years. That's it. The average marriage is only lasting seven to eight years. That means when you tell someone, I've been married for 24 years, 25 years, 28 years, that is unprecedented. That is not the norm. Here in America. Sounds scary right? That is not the norm. It's like people get sad. Instead of happy. That you've been. Oh, I'm, I've heard people say. Oh I'm sorry you've been married that long. And it's like. Really. Like a dud. No one's excited anymore. In today's society it is. Not popular. When it should be the opposite reaction. We should be celebrating marriages that last a long time, but we don't. Because it is just the norm. Do you know that 50% of marriages in America end in divorce? 50%. And I wonder why. Is your marriage dry? Because if your marriage is dry currently, you may currently be on the road to a divorce. You may be quickly headed to this statistic. You may not even know it. Something I always tell married couples. If you have kids. Life becomes about the kids. And then what happens is. If you're not careful, after the kids are older and able to fend for themselves and graduate and move out, life is back to you and your spouse. But you've kind of forgotten what it's like to just have you and your spouse. And over that 18-year period, your spouse has changed. They no longer love and like the things that they used to like. Their bodies have changed. Their minds have changed. Their needs have changed. Their wants have changed. Their likes have changed. But you didn't know that. You had no idea. Because over the 18-year period, you have lost connection, communication. And so when the kids leave, I always say kids can be a buffer. And when they leave, reality check comes in. And a lot of times people are like, well, 
I'm just not feeling him or her anymore. It's not the same. And then you have irreconcilable differences. And then another marriage down the drain. So now, what can cause your marriage to be dry? Well, before I get into that, I want to say, obviously, we believe in the four keys here. Faith, family, health, and wealth. The first one is faith. And I want to start there. God designed your marriage for two primary reasons. Let me correct myself. He designed the marriage for more than two primary reasons, but I want to touch on two of the primary reasons. One is companionship. God didn't want you to be alone. He gave he gave Eve to Adam so that man wouldn't be alone. Companionship is something that we all long for. Sometimes people get older and what do they say? I don't want to be alone. I just want to get married because I don't want to be alone. I need somebody to grow old with. No one wants to be alone. Right? No one wants to be alone. And when you find that companion, everything is wonderful, isn't it? Like when you find that companion, everything is just beautiful. Ladies, am I lying? Like when you find that companion, you feel like life has served its purpose. All is complete. And then seven, eight years go by and all of a sudden the average marriage ends in divorce. Okay, next, procreation. God also made marriage for procreation. Obviously, go into the world and populate. He wanted us to create. He wanted us to come together and make more human beings. But within a respectful manner and with an order through marriage. Not 10 baby mamas. That's not what he had in mind. So when we look at the companionship and procreation, those are two of the things that God put in motion. And those are two of the primary reasons that he created marriage. Now, the Bible also tells us in Proverbs 518, enjoy the wife of your youth. So, men, this is very important because life comes at you fast. And when you have a young bride, you should enjoy your young bride. When we get older, our bodies are not the same. The functionalities are not the same. And God is saying, enjoy the wife of your youth. Don't let it go by. And most of us do. We let it go by. We're not able to enjoy the fruits thereof because we're occupied by so many different things. And so I'm going to go into a couple of things that can actually be making your marriage dry. One, lack of attention. Everyone likes attention. Lack of attention. If your spouse is lacking attention, that could be something that can be causing your marriage to go dry. Because your spouse may want to be noticed. They need to be first. And you're not doing that. What's got your attention beyond your spouse? The TV shows? Reality shows? The new series of Yellowstone? 
what is it? Housewives of Atlanta? Maybe it's the ball game. Maybe it's PlayStation. Maybe it's Xbox. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's the homies. It's the boys. Maybe it's the girls. Whatever it is, you can't let that come between you and your spouse and attention. Because if they start to feel like they're unnoticed, that can cause your marriage to be dry. No communication. That's huge. No communication is another one. Because if you're not communicating, that's a big issue. And this is something that is big in a lot of marriages. They don't communicate. They don't know how. I've heard that time and time again. It's hard to communicate. We don't communicate. And sometimes you think you communicate. Let me tell you something. If your communication, if you have kids in the house and your communication every day with your spouse is bills, what's for dinner, the kids, homework, how was work, bills, what's for dinner, kids, homework, what's for dinner. Oh, and did you take the dog out? If that is your communication on an everyday basis, although all those things are a huge aspect of life, your marriage is probably dry. You have to find some time to communicate with each other beyond the necessities of life of bills and kids. There's more to it. Find out what's eating your spouse. What's affecting them? What's frustrating them? What's making them happy? What's making them sad? How are they feeling? Sometimes put all those things aside and just spend time with each other. Communicate. A lot of times women have a harder time communicating. They hold things in. Something bothers them and they just hold it in. They don't know how to let it out. And it's important to do so. Men can't read your mind. Although it seems that that's what we have to do. Men can't read your mind. Wives, your husband cannot help you. He can't have a proper communication if you don't communicate with him. Why are you mad? I'm not mad. Babe, I, I can tell you mad. I'm not mad. Okay, what's bothering you? Nothing. You sure? Yep. Three hours later, she's still acting the same way. She's still doing the same things. Because you want him to come over and ask you again. You're not communicating. Let him know what's on your mind. Tell him what bothers you. If it is your husband, your husband should be the least to judge you. He should be the biggest supporter. And he wants to be. But he can't if you don't communicate. Men, you having a stressful day? Release. Communicate. Talk to your wives. Let them be a point of release where you're like, babe, I need to talk to you. I just got to tell you what happened to my day. That's not weakness. Your spouse is there for you. Okay, here's another big one. 50-50 rule. You give me 50, I give you 50. You give me 50, I give you 50. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Understand, 50-50 means I'm holding back 50. You do understand that, right? And if I'm holding back 50 and I'm only giving 50, that means I'm not giving you all of me. So if you're in a relationship and you're only giving 50%, you need to go back to the drawing board. You should be giving 100%. 100%. 
Because if you're getting giving anything less than that, that means you don't trust them. You don't trust that individual with all of you. And if that's the case, why did you walk down the aisle with the idea or giving them the idea that you were going to give them all of you? A hundred percent commitment. Well, they're not giving a hundred percent. Who's counting? Because love doesn't keep count. You do your part. Everyone's so worried about what the other individuals isn't doing. Everyone's so worried about what their spouse isn't doing. Well, he ain't or she ain't. What does it have to do with you? What commitment did you make? So this 50-50 rule is a big issue, and it can be something that's continuously keeping your marriage dry. Give 100%. Give 100%. Let's go on to the next one. New kids, newborns, or kids, women. We understand you have new family members. We understand you have kids. We understand kids can take a lot out of you. But kids are not first in your marriage. Your spouse is. Your spouse is first. Find some time for your spouse outside of the kids. Your man still longs for intimacy. He still wants to be with you. And if your kids are wearing you out to the point where you can't give your man attention, that could be another reason why your marriage is dry. You have to find the time for him. There's many ways to do so. Organize, structure, itemize. But you can't let the kids run the day and run you ragged and make you tired. You have to be able to put yourself in a position where you can take focus and control the day and don't let the day control you. Men, if you do understand you have you have kids and that the kids are draining your wife, help her. If you help her, she can find the energy to have time for you in the evening. Here's another tip that works. A lot of people who have kids like to put the kids to nap two times during the day or one time during the day. Understand they sleep during the day is going to be hard to sleep at night. So not telling you not to have nap times for your kids. You have to be the decision maker on that. But it may help if your kids are sleeping too much during the day. Then you're wondering why they're up at night. If you let themselves wear themselves out during the day, they may not be up late at night, which gives you more time for intimacy. Just food for thought. All right. Here's something else. Working too much. Is your spouse working too much? Working so much that they don't have time for you. That could be another issue on why your marriage is dry. Work is important. Money is important. But money comes and goes. Money comes and goes. Your spouse is so much more than money. Money doesn't rule everything. There's a lot of things more important than money. If I offer you a million dollars, but you lose your spouse, what would you take? If I offered you a million dollars, but you lose your health, what would you choose? If I offered you a million dollars, but you lose a loved one, what would you choose? I think you get the point. So money is not the most important thing. You need to be fulfilled. And being fulfilled means having your spouse fulfill you. You can actually, you can actually fulfill each other 
a lot better than what you're doing now if you communicate and you talk and get to know each other. Can you you would be amazed at how many spouse how many spouses, how many married couples don't really know each other. They just exist. That's all they do. They exist. They don't really know each other. Then you wonder why you have issues. Like not knowing each other can be very, very scary. I mean, can you imagine that? Like if, if you're living with somebody and you don't really know who they are, you don't really know what they like, what they're like. You think you know them, but you don't really know them. That is a lot of marriages today. So we're going to go to the next one. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. So the next one. Lack of sex or intimacy. If you are, if you have a lack of sex or intimacy, that could be another reason why your marriage is dry. Now, keep in mind. Lack of sex and lack of empathy. I mean, why empathy? <laughs> lack of intimacy, sorry. Is a huge, huge indicator that your marriage is dry. Now, we have to break it down a little bit deeper. Why is there a lack of sex? Is it tired? You're tired? Your spouse is too exhausted? Are they not mentally involved? Are they no longer physically attracted? What is it that's causing you to have a lack of sex and intimacy? Because the Bible talks about you coming together. As a matter of fact, the word tells you not to be apart too long. Come back together quickly. Because when you're able to be intimate with each, with each other, you connect. Try going about a month without your spouse and then come back together and watch how good it feels to connect. It's like we're connected again. It's, a, it's, a, it's an important piece of marriage. Now, men, if you are having a hard time getting the attention and intimacy that you need from your, your wife, you have to go for some checks and balances. What can you help her out with around the house? Maybe she's tired. Maybe she's washing clothes, doing dishes, helping the kids out, working. You know, maybe she's in school. Whatever it is that's exhausting her, ask her what you can help out at. Hey, babe, what can I help you out at? If you can help her out, that helps her to sustain more energy for you. Women, wives. Understand that your man does need intimacy. And if he does, you have to do the best you can to make sure he's getting that. Men don't need a lot. We talk about it a lot. Men don't need a lot. Men can, within on five, I can tell you everything a man needs on one hand. We talk about this, right? I mean, some of the things a man needs is what? Okay, let's see. Food, they want some good cooking. Sometimes when we left alone to their sports, some good sex. And no nagging. That's pretty much a man is good. Like we don't need that. Now we know wives, women, you have a long laundry list. Okay. We can't cover it all, <laughs> but that's okay. That's how God made you. So understand because men don't need a lot. It don't take a lot. Get to know your spouse, understand what their needs are. But men understand too. It's hard for a woman to want to be intimate when they have no security no foundation when they feel like they're not first in your life 
A woman loves different than a man. Men, we're turned on by sight. We love beauty. Right? Give me that five foot four, you know, 140 pound beauty. Like, you know, long hair and blah, blah, blah. Men are turned on by sight. Women, words. Women, action. Not saying a woman can't think you're cute or you're fine, but the reality of it is, is you want to hold that woman down, give her some sense of security. Make sure she's not financially struggling. Make sure she knows she's first in your life. Tell her how beautiful she is. Make sure she knows she's your first, your last, your everything. You work hard for her. She'll work hard for you. Understand how a woman operates, man. So the way God built a woman and made a woman is women are like incubators. So stay with me here. If you give a woman a house, she'll give you a home. If you give her groceries, she'll make you a meal. You give her seed, she'll produce you a baby. You give her a vision, she'll help you make it come true. Women will take something and give it back to you in better shape, in perfection. That's what they do. They assist you with it. So, with that being said, if you give your woman the time the effort, the financial stability, the words of affirmation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, what will she give you back? You're going to get out of her what you put into her. I always tell men this. You're not satisfied with your marriage, look in the mirror. If you're not satisfied with your marriage, look in your mirror. Start with yourself. Men have to be guardians at the gate. You're the head of household. You have to make sure that you're giving her something to follow. We're so quick to say, submit, submit, submit to what? Give her something to submit to. Lead by action, not by words. So, men, we got some work to do. Get to know your wife. Women, their their needs, they do change. Their likes change. I'll give you a perfect scenario here. An example of my life, you know, my wife, I used to always buy my wife flowers, 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 flowers. And then one day, my wife told me, hey, you know what? You buy me flowers all the time. That's cool. But I got to water them. I got to keep them. Do they die? I'm not a big flower person. Okay. Now I was buying flowers just because, hey, you know, it's a Thursday. I'm going to be spontaneous. Boom. Here's some flowers. Long story short, they get, there became a point where a buddy of mine told me on a special holiday, I should get my wife flowers. I said, like, man, I'm getting some flowers. You want me to grab, you know, you want to grab some flowers too for your wife? And I'm like, no, she don't like flowers. And I didn't get them. This is down the line. This is like some years later. Only to find out that when my wife found out that I didn't get her flowers, she sparked an attitude. And you know what she told me? I would love some flowers. And you know what I told her? Wait a minute, you told me you don't like flowers. That was then. This is now is what she told me. Things change. And I'm thinking, how am I supposed to know things change? You never told me. Right? That's the lack of communication we're talking about. But the point of the matter is, is things do change. 
And so it's up to me to keep up with the trend of what my wife likes. Understanding her needs, her wants. I should know that like the back of my hand. So is your marriage dry? Let's hit on another topic here. So real quick, let's go back to sex. So understanding if you're scheduling your life. If everything's about scheduling plans and it's not spontaneous, that could be something that is causing your marriage to be dry. So let's talk about sex, for instance. I see on TV sometimes, and this just blows my mind, when a marriage couple is like, on a Sunday night, hey, babe, babe you know what I'm saying? You want to you wanna have some int- intimacy? You want to get freaky? And then, and then all of a sudden, the spouse is like, well, you know it's not Thursday. Thursday's our night. Wait a minute. Excuse me, are we scheduling sex one time a week on a certain day at a certain time? Now, if you need to get pregnant, that's one thing. But just regular intimacy in marriage and we're scheduling it and you wonder why your marriage is dry. I don't understand that. If you're doing that, that's something you may want to evaluate or reevaluate scheduling intimate time with your spouse. Okay, lack of effort. A lot of times we get married and there's a lot of effort to get the spouse. There's a lot of effort to get her to marry you. There's a lot of effort to get him to like you. And then all of a sudden, guess what? The effort goes away. It be it blows my mind. If you were staying fit for your spouse before you got married, why are you not staying fit now? If you were looking good for your spouse before you got married, what changed? If you were at the gym all the time, what changed? If you were making good food all the time, what changed? If you were working hard all the time, what changed? Lack of effort. It's like once we get the trophy, then we're done. I don't understand that. You have to continuously work hard for your spouse. Continue to get that attention from him or her. Continue to earn that. Like, Just because you're married, that shouldn't stop. And if it is, that's probably another reason why your marriage is dry. That's probably another reason why your marriage is dry. How about words? We're supposed to speak words of affirmation. Yet what we do is we speak what I call weighted words. Weighted words are words that are not good. In other words, they are words of destruction. I call them weighted words because they're words that weigh you down. And each word can have a different weight attached to it. So when you say things such as you're no good, you can't, I can't stand you. You get on my nerves. I can't wait to get divorced. You just stupid. You ignorant, etc. You get my drift. Those words have weights to them. And what happens is each time you speak it, you're like throwing another weight on top of your spouse and you're tying it around them and you're weighing them down. Your job is not to weigh them down. You're supposed to uplift them. If they can't trust you, who can they trust? I call it verbal suicide or verbal homicide when you're speaking to somebody else. If your spouse can't trust you, who can they trust? If I can't trust my spouse to uplift me, who can I trust? If you're the closest thing to me and I have low morale because of you, that's a problem. That could be another issue on why your marriage is dry. Uplift your spouse. Speak life into them. Be the biggest rah-rah, the biggest supporter. That's what's supposed to happen in your marriage. Let's move along real quick here. So other reasons that your marriage could be dry. Getting the wrong perspective on what marriage is like. 
being trained by television. You watching all these reality shows? You watching these TV shows, these series that shows everybody divorced? Shows baby mamas and baby daddies? No marriages lasting? Like this is the fad and this is what's supposed to happen? You have to be careful what you put in your spirit and be careful what you're letting inside your house and your home. You want something long, long lasting? Don't put yourself around people who don't have anything. You don't want to get a divorce? Stop hanging around all your divorced friends. I'm not saying you can't socialize. I'm not saying you can't communicate, but to hang with them is different. If they're going to be with you, let them be with you on your terms where they can start thinking about how to have, have a sustainable marriage, not with you being with them on their terms where they're always, they have divorces and they have relationships don't work out. What do you think is going to happen in your relationship? Surround yourself with like-minded people. That's what we have to do. So when you look at a marriage on TV, it is not the same anymore. It is different. Like all these marriages, you know, you see baby mamas and baby daddies. And and this is a, back in the day, we had family shows, family ties. We had Bill Cosby. We had all these shows that actually had marriages and families. Now, a lot of these shows and stuff don't have that. They don't have it. The families are broken. And this is what we are letting into our households. So these are some tips. Again, if you want to live the abundant life and you want to have the abundant life in your family, we talk about faith, family, health, and wealth, and this is dealing with family. You want to have a sustainable marriage. You want to have a great relationship. You want to renew your marriage. You don't want your marriage to be dry. Try some of these tips, communicate with your spouse, have a date night. That's so cliche, have a date night, but no, truly have a date night. But try to have a date night where you can go and be able to communicate away from everybody else and all the other kids. Not always going to the show where you can't really talk. Get to know each other. You need to know your spouse. You should know every aspect of your wife and the husband's body. You should know their mindset. You should be able to finish their sentences, their likes and unlikes, their favorite colors, favorite foods, what agitates them, what they love. If you're not, if you don't have that, you got some work to do. Like that's what, that's what's beautiful about marriage. If you've been with your spouse for 20 plus years and you still don't know everything they like, yeah, that's a problem. Where's the communication at? But it's never too late. You can have the abundant life. Start to spend some time with them. Start rectifying. Here, this is 2023. We're going to make some changes in our marriage. No longer is our marriage going to be dry. That's not what God wanted. That's not what you want. Stop thinking, you know what, like, like, I mean, if you've been married, God bless you. You know, for those, you know, I've been married three or four times and maybe the problem is you and not your spouse. Start making changes there before you find the next individual. It's okay to slow down. You know, Paul said he'd rather not be married because married because Paul understood what came with it, the responsibilities. And he wanted to do the work of the ministry and he didn't want to be tied down to marriage because God understands that when you get married, he gives the rules and the obligations for marriage. And he wants you to honor those things. So keep in mind that if you want to have the abundant life, you have to be able to have a sustainable marriage. People look at those things. Your kids look at those things. If you're eager to get a divorce and separate, what do you think your kids are going to do? We do appreciate the support. As always, 
I just want to harp on this a little bit. Uh, is your marriage dry? These are uh, some good tips. So again, I'll run back through them. Lack of attention, no communication, 50-50 rule, which should be 100-100. You know, kids, maybe you're working too much. Lack of sex or intimacy. Scheduling things and not being spontaneous. The lack of effort in your marriage like it was before. And not letting society, TV, dictate to you how your marriage should be. Don't let those things get into your spirit and start to affect your marriages. I will tell you here, um, as we get ready to close out, as always, that we we live in a society now where everything that was once good is looked at as if it's bad. All of the things that were intended to give to bless us is being torn apart. It's like. They don't want successes anymore They don't want you to have a successful marriage They don't want your kids To learn from you and your husband or your wife They don't want the traditional marriage anymore They want the chaos in the households They want divorce at a high rate They're making it easier to have those things We have to fight for what's right If you love your spouse You fight for your marriage If you love your spouse You fight for attention If you love your spouse You respect them You submit to them The Bible tells a man how to love a wife He says love your wife like Christ loved the church And wives he says Be submissive to your husbands He never once told the woman to love the husband If we follow these rules We can have the abundant life through marriage We can be successful At anything we put our hands to And I pray that today you'll follow these rules in order to have a successful marriage. You can have it. You can have anything you put your mind to, anything you speak into into the atmosphere, anything you have faith in. And so I, I, I pray blessings upon you in your marriage, you and your families. I want to make sure that everyone understands that Everything we talk about on the show is dealing with the four keys. And say it with me, faith, family, health, and wealth. Because we really want you to live the abundant life. We can only share it with you. We have to live it also by our actions. The Bible says you could tell by our fruits. But you have to do the work. Faith without work is dead. You can have all things through Christ, but you have to put the work in. You always have our support. We're always going to be praying with you. We're always going to be rooting for you. We give out the information to the email address for a reason so you can reach out to us. And that we can not only keep you in prayer, but we can also help uplift you and your family. So speaking of that, as always, we want to make sure we pray you out. As I always tell you, I'd be remiss if I didn't. There's a level of culpability for me to make sure that I have this platform and I use it correctly. And that's why I always want to end it in prayer. Whether you believe like I believe or not, prayer doesn't hurt. It's only going to help. And so it's my job to make sure that I end the program right and making sure those who have heard the program 
and may want to make changes and don't feel strong enough can have the strength through God. So pray with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for all our listeners. All the listeners that are listening from abroad, in the States, overseas. I ask, Lord, that you guide them and protect them. Give them wisdom and knowledge. We pray for the marriages, Lord. We pray that your spirit can come in and help to heal some of these marriages. We come against the dryness of marriage. Give us the energy we need again for our spouses. The Bible tells us to enjoy the, the wife of our youth, Father. Bring us more youth, Lord. Restore into our marriages. It's a beautiful thing. Send people, Father, with like-minded marriages across our path. Allow them to be able to unite with us, Father, and give these people who are wanting a better marriage, Father, examples. Father, I ask that these families that want a good marriage, a sustainable marriage, Father, you won't let them down. You provide to them everything that they need, Father. Lack of attention, no communication, 50-50 rule, new kids, Father, working too much, lack of sex and intimacy, and much more, Father. Those things are conquered in your name. And I thank you for our listeners. And I thank you for the support of the listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Again, hit us up. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Follow us every week, every Friday. We release a new episode of Abundant Life Podcast. Subscribe. Hit us up at allministries2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Leo will be back in the studio pretty soon. So keep him in prayer. He longs to be back. um, And I can't wait to get my brother back. Until the next time, say it with me. Faith, family, health, and wealth. The four keys. Continue to live the abundant life. God bless.